Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then everyone said, Jabroni. <laughs> Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell Jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with the Wrestling podcast bj cruz here with my tag team partner randy orton's accomplice he's a fugitive the incomparable jeremy loss jay what is up my dude we did we we witnessed a man get burned alive on on live television on over the weekend we witnessed the murder a little scarred just uh it was I, i thought the last time i saw someone get burned alive like that was that fight scene during anchorman where it's like there's just a guy running by on fire and you're like well i guess that's crazy and then TLC happens and Randy Orton won his match by uh, just burning this dude alive. And then that was the weirdest. Like we can, we'll talk about we'll this talk. later. We'll, I think this we'll, is, we'll, we'll get there. I think but, this is what's going to kick off our stick to wrestling, but it's just, that's, that was weird, man. I would, There's no other way me, to put it. I would love to stick to wrestling and not talk about a brutal murder that we all had to witness, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Let's, let's take care of some logistics. First of all, Merry Christmas Eve. Um, for for those of you who who celebrate, and uh, it's, hope everyone's having a good holiday season. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. And our Spotify people hit us with that follow so you can help us climb those Spotify charts. Make sure that you follow us on social at Bunnies Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss, and you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. All right, everyone. Uh, before we get to uh, our Stick to Wrestling segment, just a reminder that right at the day after that this drops, so this is obviously dropping today, Christmas Eve, where our, our on Fridays, our Patreon show episodes drop. Uh, it's it's called the, the the Rock and Talk Connection, where we we are covering the illustrious career of the man who's inspired us to be the best that we want to be <laughs> the rock. We're going over his career uh, on tomorrow's episode. We're covering his, uh, his initial, what, what I like to call the JV feud uh, between the rock and stone cold Steve Austin. I might even attach a little segment of our, of the rock and talk connection to the end of the show. So you get a little preview of, of what you're getting on the Patreon shows. Uh, you can subscribe to that by clicking on the link in the description. So we hope you join us for that because we're having just way too much fun, drinking a lot of Terramana tequila, eating a You're lot. You're drinking a lot of Terramana tequila. Yeah, I'm, I'm you, not. You will I don't soon, like tequila. You will soon be joining. Uh, and we'll, <laughs> we're eating a lot of uh, The Rock's salt and straw ice cream. We're, we're doing it all, man. We're, we're doing it all for the for the holiday season. But go, go join us over there. All right. Enough plugging. Here we go. It is now time 
to stick to wrestling. And we should talk about it. I think we should stick to wrestling. And for this week's Stick to Wrestling, we're talking TLC 2020, and we're starting we're starting with Randy Orton, uh, a fugitive, a wanted man. Uh, if, if this was on Law & Order SVU, he would have been the suspect who is too busy to stop what he's doing to talk to the police. Where you're like, he's clearly guilty because he's not making eye contact. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Randy just burned the fiend alive, which was, you know, it was it was an interesting choice. Uh, and I guess, I guess with I guess with the fiend wearing the amount of clothes that he had, maybe he was just less susceptible to burns. Whereas if you if Randy lost, I I guess you couldn't have that lasting image of just dropping a match onto someone. So I guess that's why they did it. But well, I don't know. You 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 alluded earlier that you have some thoughts about this finish, the end of the show. By the way, not even just this was on the card. This was the last match of the show. They ended a TLC match with an Inferno match. What the fuck? Makes no sense. It was weird. Like, I understand. That, I guess like the ending kind of set that up, like. There's no way you can burn a man alive and then come back from that. Um, I did like the changes that they made to the Inferno match. I like the fact that it didn't surround the ring with like the like the metal bars that shoot, yeah. shoot up fire. That was really awkward. Yeah, I like the way that they introduced it with like the bars of fire and it really like engulfed. They wouldn't be able to do this in a normal arena. Like the fact that they're right. in the Thunderdome allowed them to build this out even more. Yep, it was a weird match. Um, it was easily the least enjoyable match of the night. This this card, and we'll talk about it more in depth. Like this card was great. It, oh, was, it was really, really fun. good, really good. Um, Top to right before the bottom. Like the inferno. Yeah, and it, this, yeah, this one just left me with a sour taste. I still don't understand. Like I I know that losing to Randy isn't burying somebody. I just don't understand how why you have the fiend lose at this time um it just doesn't make sense unless they just like they needed a way to get the fiend off of tv for a little while and maybe give bray some time to spend some time with the family because i, th- I think he just had another kid with jojo so it's like i think that might make some sense but do you really need to like kill the fiend like essentially that's what they did like they killed the fiend yeah and i i, I guess this is just setting up for just a stronger comeback, maybe a, a crazier version of the fiend, if you will. I mean, Alexa kind of alluded to that a little bit the next night on Raw. So, if it gets a better man, and that's that's weird to say, right? Is it a a better version of the fiend coming? I I, I don't know. There's definitely a different version of the fiend coming because I don't care how bizarre you are, you will come back a different human being or a different character after being lit on fire in the middle in front of millions of people yeah does he like change his look um what happens another thing is like what happens with alexa like alexa has been killing it as part of the firefly funhouse like is she just running the ship by herself and letting like letting her cook in that character it's just a weird thing to do right now i I wouldn't be mad at that right she's she's been doing so good in this i mean i wouldn't be i wouldn't be mad at it but it's also just it just feels a little weird sure um because of like they were gaining so much momentum they were doing some great stuff that it felt weird to be like, okay, well, we're going to remove one of you from the situation. You know what I mean? So um, if the long game here is like, we need to, we need to reboot the fiend, which I don't necessarily agree with because he's just been gold since you started yeah. outside of like the fuck up with, with Goldberg. Like he has been great, but I guess the goal might be, we need to reboot the fiend a little bit in a way to make him even more frightening 
Um, and then that way, maybe they throw him in the rumble. Maybe they're saving him for the rumble. And oh, this is man. their opportunity to even like have him win the rumble. The fiend in the rumble would be, uh, oh man, that would, I mean, hope, oh no, there won't be people there, but th- that would get a, I think that'd be a dope pop. It would just be a dope surprise uh, if that if that's when he comes back. I mean, that'd be a great way to like finish off too. As like thirty, have yeah. the lights go out and the fiend pops out. Like potentially him and Seth Rollins coming back for the Rumble. I like that. You know, that's uh, that, that could yeah, because to, the Rumble is so wide. Like, I feel like in years past, at this point in time, we're able to kind of get a sense as to who's going to win the Rumble. Like, I think last year we were all kind of on the Drew McIntyre train. Yeah, because they were pushing him pretty heavy. Yeah, um, I think. With the women's side, we were all on the Shayna, yep, Shayna train, and then they ended up swerving us with with Charlotte. But this one, this year, feels really wide open outside of the women's side. I think the women's side is pretty set that we're gonna have Bailey win this, yeah, because we we need to have Bailey Sasha again at Rumble or at Mania. Mania, yeah. Um, the men's side just seems so seems so wide open. So I could see them like, hey, we're gonna give Bray some time with the family. We'll reboot the Fiend slightly. And we'll put him in the rumble and see if it, see what we get here. I, I kind of like that though. Not to deviate too far from TLC, but just just as a quick aside, I do like the fact that it's a little open, right? Because when it's kind of a foregone conclusion, you're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be Drew. The year before, it was like, oh, it's gonna be Seth, and you know, it, you you kind of lose this allure of like the rumble is supposed to be unexpected, right? And and I know like every year they kind of set up like who the winner is probably going to be, right? Like you and I just did. Um, uh, our, our rock pod where Austin, you know, in 98 was like the guy and he was clearly going to win the rumble, but it was him and the rock in the final two. And you're like, Oh shit, is the rock really going to do this? So, um, so they've been doing that for years, but I, I do like how, how it is, you know, wide open, but I, I would be down for the fiend in it. You know, I think, I think that would be a, a great, I mean, it'd be cool. If they want to do it this way, going in, and I know that we're way off track of, of TLC, but I think this is like a larger conversation since we're in that in that time frame. What if it ends up being you have Edge come back too? You have Edge and Randy do exactly what they did last year with a little bit more heat behind it, and then that way you get them again at Mania, and then you have the the Fiend come in. The Fiend can either like just lay waste to everybody, come in thirty. He wins, and then you get Drew Fiend at, at Mania. I think that'd be a good match for them. Yeah, um, because Drew's your babyface, and yep. he is white meat as white meat can be right now. And if you give somebody like if you give him the Fiend, I think that's a really especially if they're going to go like super dark with the Fiend. I think that could be really interesting. I mean, that makes sense for Raw, right? And, and I think I think that's where it is probably um, where it feels just a little bit more wide open. Because I, I feel like Drew's just kind of run through everyone at the, at this point. Like Roman, I think there's a lot, there's a lot in front of him that you know. Even if the winner isn't from SmackDown, there's there's some people there that you know. It, it could be Seth, it could be Big E, right? It, there's there's just some people there where you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like I would love to see that. Uh, Drew Seth just kind make a lot of sense right now, especially. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, he can return and be babyface because he has the the. I mean, the baby is going to help him. Literally, yeah. H- having a child really, really opens your eyes. To, <laughs> and then to, if you uh, return a mania, if you turn in the return in the rumble, like you get that just that kind of baby face shine, right? Like, no matter what, yeah. Which would be interesting with the fiend because you want him to be a heel. And I can't remember. Do you remember the last time a heel won the rumble? Mm, in recent memory, I mean, 
Triple H, H. <laughs> when triple when the title was on the line, uh, and and Triple H won it at the end. Like that's that, that's one that stands out. Uh, Orton, when was the last time he won it? It's he won it the year that he beat the he beat Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania thirty three. Okay, so yeah, so that's pretty. That's that's also a good example. But yeah, I, I mean, it would be. I, I I'm down for a little Bray Wyatt winning the Rumble. I I, I still think Big E tops that list for me. But I, I wouldn't be mad at some I, they, I wouldn't be mad at that. At I all. think they're I think they're they're committed to Biggie Sammy right now. So and spoiler earmuffs, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't read or seen anything for SmackDown wise, uh giving you two seconds, three, two, and one. Biggie wins the Intercontinental title on SmackDown on Christmas Day. See, I I, I didn't I didn't watch I haven't seen anything, so I uh, yeah, so save that. Yeah, yeah. So it, <laughs> so it, it, like there, that is happening. But it, I'm still in on him. Like I don't know how long his title run is going to be. Maybe this is just a, a launching point, a jumping off point for him to be, you know, in that Royal Rumble picture, um, or to be kind of the winner. I hope. I hope anyway. I mean, you you don't win the the IC title on Christmas Day and give it up before Mania. I think he has it through Mania. I think they do something with Sammy that lasts some time and then there's going to be a, probably another person that comes in that becomes involved in this i think for smackdown just based off of how things went in tlc and we can transition to the roman match uh i think it fuck it man let's just keep this thing going with ko and and roman it's good or they do roman j and, and do that again at, at mania and have wow. j yeah maybe even have j win Dude, because wow, you make him that sympathetic figure. You're getting, and you have him get over the get over the mountaintop. I know Roman's red hot right now, and I don't think a loss hurts him at all. But I'd be fucking in on that, man. Their storyline is so damn good. Jay coming in and, and being involved in, in this match, which was fucking brutal. Yep, Kevin Owens took some fucking bumps, man. He yeah. he did his work. Um, and Roman just continues to be batting a thousand since he turned heel, man. It's so good. Um, and, and I love that Jay is just trying really hard to be on his good side. And sometimes he's failing and sometimes he's doing good things, but you can always, you can tell that there's always this level of disgust when Roman looks at Jay. Yeah. And I feel that that's a natural thing to carry over into mania because you're not going to get rock. It's yeah, not happening because point. there's no crowd. Why not keep the storyline going with the family? Or, and you can have them feud again. And another avenue here is you have them feud, you have them wrestling. And instead of Jay going over, you have Jimmy come out and Jimmy turn on Jay. Something like and that. And then, like, yeah. It's just, there's so many more avenues for that. And even and, and, and if you want to keep Kevin Owens in, that's fine too. But, well, let's, they're, let's, they're cooking with, like, with, with gas with this with this roman thing right now they're just on fucking fire yeah i mean and, and i love that idea I, I did want to talk more about the ko thing because this match was like we we talked about this at war games and this was kind of a a narrative that was talked about where it was like by the second war games match there was a little bit of war games match fatigue right we're like uh oh, kind of saw that spot saw that spot too and you kind of know the spots that are going to be hit and i thought that there was some danger of that happening with with Roman and KO in this TLC match because it was the second one of the night, right? Mm -hmm. It was right after Drew and AJ, which was phenomenal. Not, not to 
put uh, Styles over too much, but like that was a banger. And to be kind of the second one on the card, kind of in a weird spot. I thought this should have ended the show, but that's neither here nor there. Um, to deliver the way that they did with, like, yeah, the match was dope. Like, th- there was a lot of great spots, but like the storytelling with just, uh, you know, with with Jay just constantly involved and, and Ko kind of like fighting the odds and and Roman doing Roman things and just being phenomenal, you know, being phenomenal in of uh, himself. That they them delivering at this at this spot in the card was was something to watch. Like it it was it like. I think one of the things that that stuff about Roman's matches sometimes is just there's not a whole lot of rewatchability to them. Like, like yeah, you want to see him hit a Superman punch and the spear, um, but this match was like I went back and watched it again um, after seeing it on Sunday, and I was like, oh, this this was fantastic. And then shout out to Kevin Owens, right? Who was just like who is criminally underrated. I feel like all the time. And like to get this spot at least, and it looks like it's going to continue for at least a little bit. Um, you know, kudos to him because he he put on a show as well. And like uh, him and Roman have great have great chemistry in the ring. Yeah, they do. Uh, they put on a really like classic Royal Rumble match a couple of years ago, and yeah, they just have really great chemistry. Kevin Owens is severely underrated in the WWE. Um, he is far too good for this company, to be honest with you, man. He is just. He's one of a kind. Like he, he's willing to take it, and he'll give it back. Like he, he is a brutal wrestler, uh, but man, he takes some hellacious bumps. The the spear through the table um, was frightening to me. That one was rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like they had they had a lot to live up to with that first match because Drew and AJ fucking brought the house down. Crazy. That was way better than I expected. And they, in Roman and, and Kevin, really delivered. There was a lot of psychology, which is very difficult to get across in in a TLC match. Same with with the the AJ Drew match that had a lot of, a lot of psychology, a lot of storytelling, a lot of nuance, rather than those like high spot, high spot, high spot. Um, like there was just well, a I lot think- of thinking, and uh, it was it was a really welcome change from War Games, which felt like it was just like here's a high spot, here's another high spot. Here's another high spot. It was like, we're going to actually tell a story with fucking hellacious bumps mixed in. And, um, and I think they, they really did their job. I, and I think stylistically, they just made the right call, right? Because Roman and Drew, right? Obviously, they were in the same match, but they're just not, they don't deliver crazy amounts of high spots. They're just, they're really, really good workers in, you know, in between the ropes and they can tell stories really, really well. And I feel like they leaned into that. Like, yes, or there's some brutal bumps or there's some brutal spots. Absolutely, but they weren't like no one was crazy falling off ladders or jumping like super high up off the ground because like that's not who who these guys are, right? But like K, but mm-hmm. KO and Styles, they can do that. Like if 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 and when you know that situation calls for it, like they could do that. And I think that's why these they they both worked out so well. Um, whereas like um, you know on the flip side where we're talking about war games. Like you said, all those people involved in those matches are kind of all about the high spots, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's just and and you know, I guess when you are kind of given the keys for war games, uh, you kind of have to take them and run with it. But it was cool to to see them take like a TLC match, which is just on the surface. Like if you if you pick a TLC match in a in a in a video game, all you're doing is just you're just using weapons, 
like all day yeah. until someone is incapacitated where they can't climb the ladder and you can. So for them to incorporate just storytelling and psychology into a match that is by nature super, super Chaotic. violent and, and being more, making it more than that is just super, super impressive um, for all yeah. four people involved. Yeah, and and then like with the we can we could talk about the the Drew match too. Like, I love the 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 cash in. I thought the cash in was perfect. Yeah, they teased that the Miz was going to win. Like they had it set up where Miz was going to win, and then you get um, what's what's AJ's guy crony's name? Almost yeah, is that it? Mm-hmm. He gets involved after standing out in the ring for twenty minutes doing absolutely nothing, and then decides to get involved. Um. I, I love that little tweak that they added there just to add a little bit more of an uh, a chaotic aspect to the end of the match. AJ took a fucking nasty bump out of the ring where he actually, I think he missed the table. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a really nice touch to end that match. Um, also some really terrible camera work as per usual when it comes to WWE, they missed a lot of spots Jesus. here. Yeah. Um, but I think this was one of my favorite Drew matches of his title run. Um, yeah, it, it, I think yeah. AJ really brought the best out of him. And again, this is just another testament to how good AJ Styles is. And right, um, it's just the man is a fucking legend. Yeah, he he really knows how to work. He knows how to work with big guys, and that is a special skill. And also, it's a special skill for Drew to know how to work with somebody that's significantly smaller than you and yeah. make it work. You know, like. We we talked about Taker a few weeks ago about his 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 feud with Sean and how he was able to really work well with somebody that was significantly smaller than him. And I think Drew really showed that he can do that as well. Not many people in the WWE are going to be as big as mobile um, as Drew McIntyre. Um, so being able to work with somebody that's smaller is a is a skill that he needs to have, and he really showed that he can do that. I would love to see them continue this for a little bit longer. Just to kind of at least run it to Royal Rumble, and then we yeah. can we can change it up, um, because I think they have chemistry. Uh, I like AJ in this role. Um, he is that that heel that is fairly convincing, uh, and then he has the big sob by his side that just kind of adds some level of like, um, like a terrifying nature to it because yeah. you, you get to see that he has like a like a body man there, so. I'd like to see that continue. Um, and I, I like the fact that they kicked the night off with this one. I thought that was a good way to, to kickstart things. It, it, it makes sense that if you're going to do a TLC mat or a TLC card, let's do start and finish. If you're not going to do the end card. And I've, I've talked about this before when, when referencing extreme rules, like if we're going to have a themed pay-per-view like TLC or hell in a cell or extreme rules, the entire pay-per-view needs to be that. Yeah. I don't like it when we have two TLC card, two TLC matches on a TLC pay-per-view. And the majority of them are regular matches. Like it doesn't make sure. any sense to me. Yeah. Um. This is another thing I want to touch on real quick because I wasn't that surprised that she made her return. Uh. But Charlotte Flair is obviously back. She made her a wait long awaited debut or not debut return. Uh. She's now one half of the women's tag team champions with Oscar. Um. What What are your thoughts on her coming back in this role? Like obviously she's now a Grand Slam champion. Um, as she referred to herself, the true Grand Slam champion, because she has a Divas title under her belt as well. Um, obviously, this is kind of setting up for Charlotte Asuka for the title. 
right? Like th- there's mm-hmm. that's already been sprinkled in there. I do I do like this t- this team though. I, I like this Oscar Charlotte team because it, you, on service like you shouldn't expect it, right? Like Charlotte on her way out was just like one of the biggest heels uh in the game at that point. Like she was just super cocky about herself and then you know she she left. Now she's kind of back in this face role with Oscar. Um I think it's a little weird that they haven't really given anyone else a legitimate shot at Asuka. Uh, and they're kind of just running it back right. with Charlotte, which it kind of goes into a little bit of that Charlotte fatigue that I feel people like were, were feeling. And um, like Shayna, I thought Shayna would have gotten a shot at Asuka by now, even Naya. Um, so it, it's, it's just a little interesting, but I, I wanted to pick your brain about what you thought about Charlotte coming back. I understand it. They desperately need her on Raw, like mm-hmm. in the worst way. They needed a, a person of Charlotte's caliber. Uh, obviously, Becky's out of the picture. Um, I, I, it's just weird that this is the way that they ended up. They blew off the the Lana feud um, because I, I felt like this would have been the natural place to put Lana and have Lana and Asuka win the titles. Um, and then that's the way you kind of blow it off. But they they shove in charlotte here obviously this is going to be charlotte oscar again at wrestlemania this is how it's going to end we all know that um i just found it interesting i I would have much preferred to see lana here not that i'm i'm not happy to see charlotte back i love that she's back she's incredible she's probably the greatest women's wrestler of all time but it just felt like the natural choice would have been lana and 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 then that's why you kind of blow that feud off and also like to your point like i would have loved to see Shayna. Shayna has just been fucking disrespected since she's been on the main roster. She hasn't add, like add her to the list. The ti- yeah. <laughs> she should have won the title against Becky at WrestleMania. She should have been like the first challenger for Oscar. Oscar Shayna would have been fucking money. Yep. Uh, for the, for the raw women's title. And they put her in the goddamn tag titles with fucking Nia Jax. And I don't want to shit on Nia Jax, but I do not like Nia Jax's work. She's probably a really great human being. I'm not talking about that, but her work, I absolutely hate it. And I would much prefer to see Shayna in some sort of larger storyline rather than like forcing Shayna Alska into this really like what is essentially a Nia Jax Lana feud. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just felt yeah. really odd. No, I mean, that's a great point, too, where it was just like the Nia Jax Lana feud was probably one of the more entertaining aspects of that whole thing. Uh, and then Shayna just happened to be sprinkled in. Asuka happened to be sprinkled in, which is obviously kind of a misuse of uh, <laughs> of Asuka. Like, it's criminal misuse of Asuka and Shayna, right? To, mm-hmm. to just kind of have them as secondary pieces to to this feud. So I'm glad it's, it's kind of over. I, I definitely would have... The way that they were kind of positioning Lana, it just made... It seemed like it would make sense for her to be a tag team champion. Like if you want us to take, start taking Lana more seriously, which is kind of what they've been hinting at the past couple weeks, like put, put the tag team titles on her. Like it, it's, it's, it doesn't hurt that much. Charlotte. It's not like Charlotte's career would have been incomplete with, without the women's tag team championship. She would have won it eventually. She would have won it eventually. Ab- absolutely. So it was definitely interesting, interesting choice. I'm glad she's back. Um, and hopefully she can breathe some new life into the raw women's division. Her and Asuka are probably going to put on some bangers. Um, it'll. When it'll, does she turn? Ooh, I mean, because she's turning. There's no way Asuka. Turns. Yeah, probably soon. I mean, I would have to say soon because Charlotte is just she's really good as a heel. 
really, really good. She's a nat like, and this is the same thing with like with the rock. She's a natural heel. Yep. Like that's just like her natural personality. Like, not saying that they're assholes, but I'm just saying like their their natural personality can rub people, sure. like they can get heat like, yeah. a little bit more naturally than they do as a baby face. Same with like Seth. I think Seth is a natural heel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think she turns and I'd be really interested to see if they if they there was the rumor going around that they would make her and Andrade an on screen partnership. I would love to see that. Oh I yeah. That would be great. Yeah. I mean then that, that would give Andrade the rub, man. Yeah. And he needs it. And yeah, unfortunately, like he's had so many start and stops with I feel like his momentum. And hopefully, you know, he comes the, I think that's a great idea to kind of have them as a pairing, right? I mean, they're they're already what are they? They're engaged. Um yeah. so kind of kind of put that on. I don't know people kind of scoff at the whole real life couples kind of being on-screen couples. People <laughs> soured so quickly on this on the Seth Becky thing when that was happening. But I think in a heel, in a heel manner, I, I think you could play like Johnny and Candice doing that on NXT. Oh. So, oh my God, I just had an epiphany. Oh, oh, here we go. A Christmas miracle, if you will. One second. Uno momento. Oh, here we go. I need to check timing here. Here. Oh, because I think, I think there's a natural story here. If you can I can hear, you get... can hear him typing. He's, he's doing some research. This is live people. I'm leaving this in. Because you should, the the YouTube people saw Jeremy's face during this. Everyone is now going to hear Jeremy's epiphany. Okay, so if they do King of the Ring this year. Okay, I like where you're going. I'm already in. Have Andrade win. You have them be the king and queen of Raw. I like this. I'm in. The king and queen. They can each wear crowns. That's a yes. Whole, that's a whole other. That's a whole other gimmick. I mean, Baron Corbin carried it over. King Corbin has carried it over for years. So why not for a full year? Like King Andrade. King Andrade has a nice ring to it too. And uh, Charlotte's already the queen. I like this. It's not my favorite one of your ideas, but I like it. I like it a lot. I'm in. I I, I mean, we need this. I need this so bad. Um. So bad. <laughs> I mean, they did it last year. Last year they did it in like August, no, in September. Um, so it'd be late. But man, if they did it, it's possible. I'm, I'm in. I'm with you. I'm not going to push back on this idea. First of all, you had me at King of the Ring. I love King of the Ring. <laughs> I, 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 I also just want to see it. Like, I don't want to see King Corbin like, anymore. Like, I just want to see him as Corbin. Also, did you realize that he has like new cronies? That are the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. Yeah. Without Jackson Riker, who is apparently he's with part Elias. of the crew with. Yeah. He's, he's Elias' tour manager or something. Um, yeah, it's. I'm in on this King of the Ring idea. I like it. I like it. I think that'd be great. I mean, that's a natural way to like have them be smug ass heels. Yeah. Um, and they'd be great. They'd be. That'd be ooh, that's, a, that's a good pick. Because then that would elevate Andrade a little bit more. Other than giving him a belt, because I don't know if there's a belt that you can take away from anybody right now, because the her business is fucking on fire. There's no way you can take yeah, a belt off of Lashley. It. They're killing it. Um, and you can't, obviously can't take the belt off of of Big E because he's on 
on SmackDown and you wouldn't take it off of Drew. But I think this would be a, a really cool way to maybe even get Andrade into that main event title picture because Andrade Drew would be fucking flames, man. Yeah. 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 I like that. All, All right. right. So let's let's, let's, let's shift gears. Let's talk about the men's tag team match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that um, first. Let's between the Hurt Business and, and the New Day, the Hurt Business wins. Um, so now they have all the gold outside of the, t- the, the, the main title. Um, they are crushing it. Shout out to them. I think they have been, if, if Drew and Sasha and Bailey are like your superstars of the year, I would put the Hurt Business like right below that. What they've been able to do, especially for Shelton Benjamin, Cedric, and, and Bobby Lashley's career um, has been nothing short of phenomenal. Um, MVP is just, he is, for lack of a better term, the MVP. Like, he has been fucking great, man. So, shout out to everything that the Hurt Business has been doing. I love the fact that they gave him all the belts. I, I want to see them dripped in gold for an extended period of time. The Hurt Business is is who they wanted Retribution to be. Right? Like, yeah. A successful, badass heel faction. And it's, it's just crazy because I remember when they were teasing Retribution coming and, like, what they were going to be. Like, the Hurt Business was just starting they were they had just they were a startup at that point if you <laughs> and and now they're you know they're f- a full-fledged badass group where you're you're just entertained by them every single week and like look i i think this is great for cedric i think this is great for shelton i think ultimately the best part of this has been lashley's him being reinvigorated right because lashley just right. kind of was like he's great he's dope He's just kind of been okay. Like he's kind of been floating in the middle there. And again, in WWE, in wrestling in period, you don't want to be kind of floating in the middle and just kind of not having really anything to do and just being really, you're just, you're, you're good at your job. You're good at what you do. You have to have something to put you over or like to make you, you need memorable. a reaction, whether it's good or bad. You exactly. need a reaction. Yeah. And you have, yeah, you can't be in the middle. You have to be, you have to tip the scale one way or the other. And Lashley's tipping the scale. Like you, you buy him as the heater of this group where he can like, he can whoop anyone's ass and he will protect, you know, his three friends within the her business. And it's, 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 it's incredible to watch, but yeah, the, the match that they, they put on with the new day, uh, was, was, was good. Was really, really good. It was a really good tag match. A lot of great, just tag psychology. I, I love it. Just to kind of when tag matches, just tell a story, like cutting the ring in half. It's like simple things like that. Where you're like you buy in, you're just waiting for the hot tag on on both sides. It's 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 it, it's, it's like it's the very most rare big... that like the WWE has had a quality tag match like right. this. This was just a traditional tag match that was pure quality from start to finish. It was like an AEW um, tag match. <laughs> it just had it was like with it was less just, with less well like done. crazy high spots because right, AEW right. tag matches tend to lean on those ha- high spots. Yeah, but it was it was of that quality. Um, also, Kofi Kingston got some teeth knocked out. Two teeth. One thing that I'm I'm seeing here and I thought I find it super interesting is like Cedric's ego is getting bigger and bigger with every win to the point where eventually he's going to, I think he's going to turn and try to be the leader. And dare I say, it might be similar to when the rock turned on Farouk. Whoa. In the nation. Whoa. No, I don't, don't want to say that it's good. I don't want to say that it's that level. No. Yeah. I, because I see the rock saying. turning on Farouk was like, that went from him being like a really quality mid card guy to like one of the guys. I don't see Cedric becoming one of the guys, but I think it'd be interesting to see him turn on, on MVP and become the leader. 
Yeah, I mean, of the hurt business. There's definitely some some sprinklings of that happening, right? Like him tagging himself in at the end of this match to kind of get the win. You know, it's he's he's he has a new swag about him. He has a new confidence, which you which you love to see. And if that's what they are planning to do for him to take over the hurt business and be the guy, I mean, good for Cedric, right? Again, we talked about Andrade having a bunch of start and stops in terms of his ascent. Cedric has had the same deal, right? Like, he had a couple matches for, for the U.S. title against AJ, never came to fruition. He was supposedly a big Paul Heyman guy. Like, Heyman was a big fan of his work, and he was supposed to get the Rockets strapped to him. And once Heyman left Raw, you know, Cedric just became like the Lashley <laughs> of that time <laughs> where he was kind of floating in the middle. And, and he just, you know, didn't really elicit a big reaction either way so now here he is in in one of the hottest factions in wrestling and he's doing his he's doing the damn thing and you know props to him for uh for kind of weathering the storm a little bit there now probably on the ascent and in, into a mid upper mid card guy you know good for yep. him good all right him. before we we pay some bills i do want to touch really quick on the sasha Carmella match. Yep. Um, I said this in real time watching this match. This was probably Carmella's best match in the WWE. This was phenomenal. Yeah. This was so damn good. And I think it's a testament to Carmella's improving work uh, within the ring because when she first started, she wasn't very good. Um, and she's got progressively better and better and better to, to this point now. And Sasha just being fucking world class. Um, A plus. Yeah. Sasha's. So it good. is just so good. And Sasha is just having like, a heater right now. She obviously was on the Mandalorian. She's the champ. She's probably going to be the champ through WrestleMania. Um, hopefully she'll get that WrestleMania moment. Uh, but shout out to both of them for putting on a match that could have easily been lost in the shuffle. And I thought really stood out to me, especially um, going right after drew AJ. Like, yeah. You're that's they, just, they, that's just a nightmare spot on the surface. You're like, Oh my God, how are they going to top this? And then they, they kept pace. The, and and yeah. that's that's as well as you could do following that banger of a match between AJ and Drew. So you know, sh- um, perhaps to Carmella and Sasha for for, for also that. Um, like Carmella is actually making this is essentially the Emelina character, right? Yeah, like, it's the same thing as what they tried to do with Emma. The same thing they tried to do with Liv, and now they're just like, all right, we're gonna give it to Carmella, and Carmella is actually making it work. She's running like, with they, it. She She's- has. I mean that's that's always been her her she strength. She's running with it, yeah. Her strength has been character work, right? Like even when her her initial run, mm-hmm. uh, when she was the Money in the Bank winner and she cashed in on Charlotte, her thing was, her, she was a really really good character, right? And her like you said, her in ring work improved slowly and is it keeps getting better, but she's always had the uh, the mic skills and the character work to make it all work. So the fact yeah, that even back to her time with. Um with um Enzo and Cass. Like yeah. she was she was good there. So yeah. And to watch Big it all come to together for, is good. Yeah. Yeah. For really improving. So um shout out to that match. If you hadn't had a chance to watch it or haven't rewatched it, go back, spend the 15 minutes and rewatch it. It's one of the better women's matches uh of this year. It is really quality stuff, really under the radar kind of match. Um, but let's let's pay some bills uh, when we come back from break we do have a special like Christmas segment uh, but let's pay some bills and let's hear from our friends over at Indeed 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient which means every hire is critical Indeed is here to help 
Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the right person uh, you need to keep your your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay what you need. You can pause at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you, you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that you can that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore Total Visits. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And before we hand out these Christmas Day gifts, uh, we're going to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, let's take off our Grinch hats, put on our Santa hats. And let's hand out these uh, these gifts that we've packaged for uh, for for people in the wrestling world. And obviously, these are going to be audio gifts, so they're not they're not actually real gifts. We're not going to we don't have the uh, the budget to actually send any of these to. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have two kids. You have a child. Yeah, we're broke after Christmas. Yeah, man. I'm <laughs> oh sweet Jesus. Uh, it's I, I, no one prepares you for that as a uh, as a new parent. But here, you know, here here we are. All right, so. Here's what we'll do. You, this was actually Jeremy's idea. This was a great idea. So I'll let you go out first. You, you throw out a wrestler. Maybe you have a gift for them, or if you want to throw me a wrestler, and then I'll have to come up with a gift. However you want to do it. Let's 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 just do it. Let's hand, let's hand out these gifts though. We're we're Santa right. Claus right now. All right. So I'm, my first gift goes to the fiend, newly deceased. I am giving him a gigantic Costco sized bottle of aloe vera. To oh, he's gonna need that. Soothe his skin. He's gonna need that. I I thought the fiend had auto healing powers, kind of like Wolverine. Oh, like like Wolverine, yeah, yeah, or like Deadpool, or like Deadpool. Uh, oh, it could be more like Deadpool because that's kind of more uh, on the on that range of. He's gonna uh, have a similar character. look now. Like he's gonna have skin that just looks sure. burnt. He's gonna or it's gonna come out that he is made of adamantium, <laughs> and he's just gonna come <laughs> back as Wolverine, which would be super weird and probably in a copyright infringement <laughs> that WWE doesn't want to deal with, but. I like this aloe vera Costco size. So, oh yeah, true like, story. So, when I was in eighth grade, we had like an eighth grade beach trip, and it was kind of an uh, overcast day, and I neglected to wear sunscreen, 
And oh, I got no. the worst sunburn of my entire life where I had like the bubbles and shit. Oh, no. And I had a Costco sized bottle of aloe vera that I went through in a matter of like a week and a half. It was just like lathering it on. All right. Because I mean, it, it was rough. It, it was a rough, rough time. And you got to make sure that you have a lot of aloe vera. Yeah. So you get the Costco size. Okay. I sh- okay. Got it. That's a good. So I got that Kirkland sweater that you went viral for. Oh, yeah. I think it's comfortable. Oh, it's soft. It's soft. Everyone uh, should go check my Twitter if you if you have no idea what the hell Jeremy's talking about. Um, it's, it's embroidered. It's it's just a it's, it's a nice fit, man. Costco for the win. Costco all day. Costco every. I just need day. a pair of like sweats that match it though. Like if they got like, oh, yeah. the Kirkland sweats with like a stamp on the thigh or something. I'd be down. Yeah, for it'd those. be it's it's gonna be the new tech fleece. <laughs> you're gonna see you're gonna see <laughs> NBA players walk into arenas with it full just full Costco drip. It's gonna be absolutely incredible. All right, it's uh, a it's Kirkland cool. dad hat would be dope. Oh, I think that's coming soon. I think that's coming soon. I don't have any sources on that, but I feel like that's coming. I soon. tried to order the sweater online and they don't allow it. Like you have to go into the store, which is kind of annoying. Oh, well, at least you live near one of the I'm not going to say where you live, but at least you live near one of the Costco's. That yeah, had don't it. be giving out my address to people, yeah. man. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it. It's in the description for, for anyone who wants to send Jeremy <laughs> any hate mail. All right. Here's here's my first gift. It's going to be to Roman Reigns. I'm going to be okay. gifting him. A table so he can always be oh. the head of the table <laughs> so i but <laughs> i preface this with he has to bring the table everywhere he goes is it one of those tables that you can like take out sections and like make it smaller yes it's got to be travel sized so it, like and it has to okay. be like on his person right like at, at all times because if you're really the head of the table right if you want to be if you want this to be your thing i gotta be it's gotta be more visual right that's that's what i gotta see also, so every time he comes into the ring, he just got to plop a table down and sit at the right. end of it. And he's and he's got to okay. carry the the universal title on one shoulder, uh, this table in the other hand, and you know it's I think it's convenient. You know, it's, if if there's not like, especially with well, I guess the holidays, you know, the holiday parties are, are probably non-existent. I was gonna say if and when holiday parties come back, you're short a table. Guess what? Roman's here. Bam. <laughs> 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 Problem solved. Problem solved. So it's uh, that's that's my gift, uh, and, and not not one of these gimmicked WWE tables. I'm talking like a nice table that if you knock on, you can hear the oak that it, is, it was carved from. Right? Like you want was, him carrying around an oak table? Yeah. Have you seen how strong Roman is? He can carry it around. That's nothing. Jesus, man, that, you're not giving him any. That's any no way here. We can't give him like a plastic. T- he's he's the head of the table. He's the universal champion. You can't just give Roman Reigns any old table. It's got to be, it's got to be, hear that? That's a table. That's a good knock. That's a good knock on this, on this type of table. Okay. So that, that's my, okay. Yeah. All right. My next one goes to uh, Cameron Grimes. I'm giving him a gigantic bottle of Axe body spray. (laughs) I hate you. I've said this on this pod on this podcast numerous times. Cameron Grimes looks like he smells, um, so I'm giving him Axe body spray to help alleviate that problem. I I'm so mad at you. I the minute you said Cameron Grimes, I was like, he's gonna talk some sort of hygiene product. (laughs) The cost it's also Costco size, based on yeah. uh, I mean everything. I live my life uh, at Costco, so I everything is Costco sized here. Okay, all right, I'm with that. Um, My next gift. Is going to be for Kofi Kingston. I'm getting him two new teeth uh, because that oh, shit nice was brutal. Um, and as someone who always, I, I had this irrational fear 
of my daughter tripping and falling and like having her having her like chip a tooth or like lose a tooth. Um, that's just like my new life, just watching her run around and just like chasing her and like preventing preventing her from falling and losing a tooth. I don't know why. It's an irrational fear. I said it. No, I have the same fear. Yeah. But now to to see that happen to Kofi, it kind of broke my heart. Cause I'm like, you probably are trying to prevent a lot of things as a professional wrestler. You're tr- you're trying to prevent injury at all costs. You're losing two teeth? That sucks. Like two adult teeth at that, right? Like ultimately, if our kids lose their teeth at this point, they're going to get their adult teeth. It'll be fine. Kofi's got to, he's got to do some things now. And I, f- I feel bad for him. But so here, Kofi, the, I'm sending the tooth fairy over because uh, Santa Claus and the tooth fairy are friends. I'm sending these teeth over to you as replacements. I, I can't send you new tag belts because you're going to have to win those back, but I can send you two new teeth. So there it is. That's my second gift. We, have, we each have one gift left to, uh, to hand it to the right. wrestling universe. I, I've been thinking about who I want to give this this present to, but considering that we just saw a pretty brutal match with Roman Reigns, I've decided to give some some Costco ice packs to Kevin Owens to help <laughs> heal his wounds so that he can be oh ready to go for God. the Royal Rumble. Yeah, he man, Kale when he's when he's in, he just he lets it go. Like he has no yeah. regard for his body whatsoever it is it is it's just wild to watch him take bumps so how big an ice pack costco size <laughs> oh yeah Costco's like everything you get, like you get like six of these so they're like the big igloo like ice packs you're good to go just let them go full kobe bryant and just like wrap them up around your knees around your ankles around your shoulders okay put one on your neck and you'll be good to go okay all right cool i like that i like that all right my my final gift is for AJ Styles, and I'm gifting him some stilts because my God, <laughs> when my guy is standing next to Omos, I feel bad. So like I'm a short guy too. AJ Styles is definitely taller than me, but it just every whenever I stand next to someone who's that tall or just significantly taller than me, I I develop a complex and I feel just severely insecure, and um, I don't think AJ deserves that. He's one of the best in the game. We're getting this man some stilts. And I want to see him deliver a styles, styles clash off of the stilts because I feel like that would be devastating. It'd be a new maneuver. It would be a, it'd be a sick gimmick. AJ Styles on stilts, just walking to the ring. Um, I, I think it'd be funny too. Like you could start a feud with Omos because you were so irrationally. It's, it's giving me like an anxiety attack to like see this man like on stilts <laughs> yeah. and maybe break his ankle or something. Just like I, I, I don't, I don't like it. Well, don't like it. As uh, you, you've never had to be the shortest guy in the room that often, so you'll never understand <laughs> what we have to go through True. as 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 short people. Well, there it is. We handed out three gifts each, six gifts from two jabronis of the wrestling podcast. Um, if you want, to, if you'll any, be getting them in the mail if, very soon. If any of these uh these superstars want to avail of their gifts, they're free to reach out. And um, we Join the pod. Jeremy, yeah, come on the pod. <laughs> Jeremy has a Costco <laughs> membership. Jeremy, Jeremy will throw in a Costco sweater with his gifts if any of his uh, his, his gift receivers reach out. Uh, well, I mean, we'll- if Cameron Grimes wants to come on the pod, we can talk <laughs> about hygiene. We can talk about properly washing your body every Cameron- day in the shower. Cameron Grimes is never coming on this podcast. <laughs> I think that's the Man, new- that guy, like, I'm gonna start if he ever listens list. to this pod, he's going to see me in the street and, like, drop kick me. Yeah. Uh, and then throw a, a Costco-sized 
pack of Axe body spray <laughs> at your <laughs> writhing body. All right, everyone. That's our show for this week. Uh, thanks again, as always, for for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, uh, as our Apple Podcast users, uh, leave a review. Leave us a five-star rating. Our Spotify people hit us with that follow so you can help us climb those Spotify charts. And make sure that you follow us on social uh, to Jabroni's Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, follow me on, on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. All right, everyone. Happy holidays. We will catch you soon. Uh, stay tuned at the end of this episode for a little preview of our Patreon show where, again, we are recapping, reliving, re-everything with The Rock's career. It's It's been a fun time. We're going to keep that going. Um, and it's, uh, again, it's probably some of the most fun we've had ever doing podcasts. In the meantime, um, if you can't stay home, if you can't wear a mask, wash your hands, stop touching your face, and um, always and forever, Black Lives Matter. All right, everyone. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. This might be the greatest feud in wrestling history. It might be. I'm not saying it is. We, you it's know, that's it's up definitely for in like the top. If we're talking wrestling history, it's definitely in the top three. If we're talking WWE, WWF, it's it's definitely the best one. Uh, this is the most important one. Um, it's the two biggest stars. Like, yes, you can look at like the mega powers maybe and look at like Savage and Hogan or maybe Hogan and, and Andre, but where we were in 97, what was going on in the business and what ends up like become like these people become. And also the fact that they, they headlined three WrestleManias, like right. that's unheard of. Right. You know, um, it's definitely the greatest WrestleMania trilogy, everything about that. So I would, I would put this as the top feud of all time when it comes to WWF. I just feel like the, the star power, the longevity, the fact that if they were getting the ring now, like granted they their bodies probably can't do it outside of the like i know austin can't do it but like they're getting the ring now it'd be the biggest thing in the world again like it's just by far it wouldn't even be close what's crazy is we're only talking about the what i would consider the jv version of their feud right like this is the initial feud that and and they don't feud for all that long because they get into some other things but they this plants the seeds for what's going to be like you said the greatest feud in, in WWE history and, and one of the best feuds possibly ever and definitely ever. So here we go. They kickstart the feud. I want to say the, the raw after survivor series 97 and all, we all know survivor series 97. It's one of the most infamous pay-per-views of all time. Ooh. So you have Austin calling out the rock and the rock actually steals the intercontinental title from Austin. Right. Um, and that kind of kickstarts this mini feud. And at this point, Austin is red hot. He is. Yes, you have DX and you have H, you have Sean and Brett in the main uh, in the main title picture. But Austin is by far the most over character in wrestling. He is getting pop after pop. He's already establishing himself as the badass. He's coming out being that badass baby face that kind of has heel antics that people are just going gaga over. And The Rock is coming into his own as a heel. So he steals the title. We start this feud. And it, it really does. They have a match at, at 
Degeneration X in your house, and the match only goes four or five minutes. It's really yep. short. Austin wrestles the entire match in his vest. That is crazy. And he also, like, he. this is the first time that Austin drives down to the ring in a vehicle. He drives down in his stone-cold Chevy um, and then just proceeds to beat the shit out of every member of the of the nation. Like, he stuns D'Lo Brown on top of the truck. Yeah. And D'Lo spends the rest of the match laying in the bed of the truck. Um, so, I mean, the match itself wasn't all that great, but I think what this kind of signified, and you can start to see little elements here and there of like, okay, these two guys really get it. They really know what it takes to be on the top. And The Rock at this point isn't quite there yet. Austin's there. Like he is yeah. 100% at the top. Um, but it's just like in a year, year and a half, this is when it, it really takes it to a new, a new level. But yeah, this initial feud is, is fun because it also in, introduces a lot of like iconic moments and iconic things that we know and love about The Rock. 